And welcome back to Traditions. I'm Ron Alesco, and I am uh, so happy you're with us because we have a guest who is going to spend the next hour with us that I, I can't believe I've known him for so long, but I don't think he's ever physically been on my show. And now, even with the pandemic, we're, we're in different states, but it feels like we're in the same room thanks to Zoom. Um, he's just released a marvelous new album called Wild Beat the Wings, his 13th solo album. And uh, I, I don't know, I, I hate to say it keeps getting better and better, but there's just something so amazing about his songwriting. Uh, I'd like to welcome to Traditions, Mr. John Flynn. Thank you, my friend. It's, it's great to see you, Ron. It's good to see you, too. I'm sorry we're not in the same room physically, but uh, I got to tell you, you are probably, during a pandemic, one of the busiest guys I know. And I, I think a lot of the folk artists that I've been having on the shows recently have managed to, to keep really busy during a pandemic, recording albums, and of course, all the other work that you do, which I'd like to talk about as well. Uh, but first, let, let's get to this album, Wild Beat the Wings. Um, this was recorded during the pandemic, am I correct? Yeah, I uh, actually made uh, two albums since uh, Captain COVID came along, and uh, the first uh, was was called uh, uh, Take Cover, which was a, a, uh, an album full of cover tunes that I did with my producer Harvey under under the name Hondo Jenkins. <laughs> and uh, and during that period, I, I just was writing furiously, which which I had given up the idea that that's a good idea because <laughs> as my wife keeps pointing out you've got thousands of cds you haven't sold yet we really don't need to have another one do we <laughs> um but the, the whole thing is that that you know th th this period has revealed even more uh th that that this the therapeutic nature of this work for me you know so it's it's whether or not this is public psychoanalysis i i, I really can't say but it it, it's just the natural natural thing to to express myself this way and that's apparently not going to change you know <laughs> well I'm, I'm glad for that you know it, when when the pandemic started last march I, I kept getting emails from artists saying you know i've got a new cd out should i release it should i wait should i and, and my answer to them was you know just get it out i think now is when people need music and it's kind of proven that i mean i think with the the emergence of all the virtual online shows and I can tell you the numbers that we've seen here on Folk Music Notebook and at WFDU justify that. You know, people really want, want and need music. And songs like you've put together for Wild Beat the Wings, I think, really are needed now. So thank you for doing this, first of all. <laughs> Gosh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, you know, I got I got to uh, be part of the Philadelphia Folk Festival this past week, and originally I was going to be the the host when we were going to gather, uh, you know, in in the same space uh, for what they called the Pocket Festival, uh, which was going to be a kind of a scaled down version of the of the larger event because of uh, crowd restrictions due to the pandemic. Uh, but then at the last minute, everybody had to kind of put the brakes on and go back to the virtual format. And as I was telling the audience, it's, it's not the same, you know, but think of where we would have been without it. I, I can't even imagine this last year with, without us being able to get together in so many ways that technology has, has made available to us. I mean, it's, it's probably saved my sanity, certainly. And it's also shown the creativity of artists who have adapted. And, you know, I mean, some of the early ones that I, I remember watching some of the virtual online shows 
You would see an artist in their bedroom singing and then thanking somebody when there's nobody in the room with them. You know, it's, it's different than being on stage. It is, but, yeah, it, it, it takes some getting used to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I haven't figured all that stuff out either. <laughs> um, you're, you're getting good at it. I, I can tell. Uh, but, but it's also shown the creativity because, you know, obviously not being able to tour, not being able to go out in support of an album. You've had to find other ways to do it. And a lot of artists have done virtual CD release parties online, or a lot of people have released singles like, like you started doing with Hondo Jenkins. And also you had a couple of songs that came out last year for the, uh, the black lives matter movement. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I just got, I got back into my artwork because there became an immediate need for, uh, for, for artwork for, for singles. And I mean, it was just, just keeping me busy and keeping me out of the toolbox. I'm not a particularly handy person, and the last thing my wife wanted me to do was to fix things around the house. So, <laughs> so it was much better if I were locked in a room with my guitar and my, my drawing pens. Right. Well, if, if folks, when they pick up the new CD, are going to see one of your drawings right on the cover, Wild Beat the Wings. Uh, it's a lovely drawing of your wife, and there's a story behind the, the drawing and also... The title song. Yeah, um, I, I heard all this uh, commotion on the on the back porch, and a morning dove. Um, I, I had in, in, in trying to escape a, a hawk, had flown uh, right through the screen, um, uh, and and was just was doing laps on the back porch, you know, f flying in circles, uh, and finally became exhausted and landed on the floor, and so so I went out. Uh, and I opened up the screen door thinking, okay, bird, <laughs> go, go home. <laughs> and, and the bird just ignored me. It, it's, it waddled over to the corner and was just looking out into the yard. And, and my wife came out and she said, it's terrified. And, and, uh, she walked over and she, she picked it up gently and she took it out and, 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 and just kind of put it on the ground very carefully so that it could take off. And it just reminded me how much, uh, you know, there are, there are doors to all of our, our, our self-imposed prisons, and sometimes it, it really takes just presence and, and kindness uh, to get us to see the way out. Um, and I've experienced this in my work with, you know, with guys incarcerated and, and returning citizens, uh, and I've experienced this as a, as a husband, you know. And, but just her, her tenderness in that moment uh, just uh, kind of, brought forth this song and this little drawing. Stared 
is a title cut from john flynn's new album wild beat the wings based on a little incident with a dove and two caring people that got it back out to nature where it belongs and john is with us today and we're, we're talking about that and john before that you you mentioned your work with new beginnings next step which i i think that song we just heard kind of shows that compassionate side of you about getting people back to where they belong and New Beginnings Next Steps is a, a nonprofit that I believe you created um, to help those incarcerated and returning citizens get back to a normal life, um, or as normal as it can be with right. uh, all the stigma on there. Um, how did this all begin for you? Um, New Beginnings was a, a, a peer support group run by a Franciscan friar named Brother David Schlatter. Um, it, it was not a religious uh, endeavor on Brother David's part. It was just a way 
of 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 gathering together with some of the uh, of offenders at the Howard R. Young Correctional Institution here in Wilmington. It was a Tuesday morning group that David ran for many years. He he had started the group at at Attica when he was uh, when he was up in New York, and when he was transferred to Wilmington, he ran a street mission called the Franciscan Center in 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 my, in my town, and. Uh, Anyway, he got transferred. He's the uh, chaplain at the Walter Reed Medical Center now. Uh, but so this was about 15, well, 15, 16 years ago. He got transferred, and he asked me if I would take over this Tuesday morning support group. And I said no several times um, because I, I didn't think I'd be any good at it, honestly. You know, I, nothing in my background prepared me to, to be of any use to the, the, to the men that I would meet. And uh, David eventually prevailed, saying that, you know, I wouldn't be there to, to teach anybody anything. He said, these guys have, have a lot of uh, wisdom that they haven't had a chance to process yet because they've been so busy kind of behind the protective uh, armor that they've had to use in order to survive. But if you can... Uh, keep showing up long enough to engender a sense of trust, uh, you know, they will start to open up to you and, and you will start to see amazing things happen. So I just kept showing up week after week and, and, and truly was awful. I mean, I felt like a substitute, you know, a middle school teacher <laughs> just trying to you know, hold everybody's interest for a few minutes at a time. And I'd bring in articles and, and I'd, I'd bought all kinds of books to try and have something relevant to talk about. And, and basically, the, the thing that resonated with these gentlemen was this guy isn't going away. You know, he just keeps showing up. And, and that turns out to be the key in a lot of relationships. You know, um, anyway, at some point, I decided that, you know, the, the stuff that happened accidentally in the group, the, the stuff that I hadn't planned on us speaking about, but perhaps somebody would say something and it would, it would, it would spiral off into a completely unanticipated discussion where I'd see guys leaning in. And finally, one day I went in and I said, I said, guys, you tell me what we need to be talking about. This is your group. I want you to own it. I want you to make the rules. You know, I don't report to the warden. I, I don't tell anybody what's said in here. There's no guards. There's no cameras. It's us. You know, what should we talk about if, if you want to stay out of prison when you leave? And, and that changed things uh, in an amazing way. Uh, then I started recruiting volunteers because the guys eventually asked me to make it two days a week. My first volunteer was a guy named Tom Gallagher, who was a, a sociology professor at Ursinus College. And it was a Thursday night. We got out to the parking lot, and he said, man, I have never seen that before in my life, and I've been talking to people for a living you know, for, for decades. I said, what haven't you seen? He said, I've never seen men listen to each other. He hmm. said, usually when men are quiet, it's because they're, they're thinking of what they're going to say when it's their turn, you know? And he said, that's not what happens in this group. He said, he said these guys uh, are, are, are really kind of, what's happening is, is, is a, a kind of a, a bestowing of dignity in a place where dignity is systematically stripped from you. You know, you, you have this power to, to honor somebody with your, your attention. And, and, and it's mutually dignifying because then you, you are empowered. You recognize that you have this gift that you can give. Um, and so I, I started to learn from these, from these men and from what we were experiencing. And 
So we grew and eventually uh, I got more volunteers. I got into another couple prisons. Uh, and, and some of our guys were getting released and they said, can we do this on the outside? So we started the next step aspect of the group, which works with the returning guys, you know, kind of uh, building a bridge between the prison and, 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 and outside. So that, that, that they're coming home to that community, that they're, you know, um, that they're not going through reentry alone, that they have people that give a damn. My friend Greg Boyle, uh, Father Greg at, at Homeboy Industries out in Los Angeles, it's the biggest, I think, gang intervention organization in the world. And he calls it uh, uh, radical mutuality, you know. Um, and and, and I, I called Greg one time when one of my guys was, was making some real bonehead moves and I was really afraid he was going back to prison and I couldn't reach him. I couldn't, I couldn't get through to him. And, and, and Greg told me, he said, he said, uh, you're not there to fix anybody and you're not there to save anybody. You're just there to be that, that tender, loving glance, uh, of, of God, of, of creation. Um, you're there and by loving these men, they will fix and save you. They will fix and save John Flynn. Mm-hmm. And that's all you got to do. Just go there and, 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 and love, and you will be fixed and saved, and keep doing that. And so that took a lot of weight off my shoulders. Yeah. Um, we started, I started to raise money at, at my gigs uh, because we do give a, a little bit of a, a financial help for the first year out of prison. We give bus passes to the guys each week, and we give uh, uh, some uh, gift cards for the local grocery stores each week so that they – you know they get get a little bit of a, of a of a push because they're starting starting with nothing literally in most cases mm. it's, it sounds like an amazing organization it, i i i'm guessing that it's voluntary on the part of the uh the, the incarcerated people. and that's what's absolutely key where the only thing where they don't get they don't get it's not transactional they don't get anything in return Right. So it makes the ability to, to, to the, the trust in the room is, is, is really solid because there's nobody there for the wrong reason. That's been a hard thing to maintain. There's been a lot of pressure uh, from just just because I think, well, for whatever reason, I'm editing myself now, but that's been a hard thing. But that that's the most important thing to our members. Yeah. They don't want anybody that's coming there for the wrong reason because their sentence is going to get shortened or they're going to get a pizza party or television privileges or whatever. So you just got to be there because you're really you really want to be free and and you're willing to to do anything and try anything not to come back to prison. And if you have that that kind of beginner's mind, you know, uh, and you're tired of war stories and you're tired of the same old toxic, you know, patterns then then we're there for you and and we'll go the whole direction we got guys on the outside now that have been with us uh five six years that keep coming back because they want to help the 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 new returning citizens uh with that transition because they know it so well and the and the really exciting thing for me right before the pandemic i got the department of corrections to finally change their policy about returning citizens and they they had they approved my first uh ex-offender to come back into the prison as a volunteer so he could facilitate a group. And hmm. that was, for me, that was, that was going to be the tipping point because, you know, I, 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 can, I can talk for months 
and I won't be able, I don't have the same credibility as a guy that has done six or seven years or whatever. You know, as a matter of fact, I explained to the commissioner of corrections, I said, you got a guy running the AA meeting who's never really been drunk, you know, so how good is he? As, as much as he, as, as hard as he's trying, you got to get somebody up at the microphone who, who's, who's been where these men have been. And I always tell them a story. I like, I run, I, I run the marathon once a year. And I say, in that last six miles of the 26 miles, you're, you're, you're starting to come apart. Your, your will is, is affected. Your body is, is in all, all kinds of distress. And the people on the sidelines are cheering for you. And you're looking great, man. It's only, it's only six more miles. You got this. And, and in your mind, you're going, you have no idea what you're talking about. Just shut up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the guy. I mean, you, you appreciate, you know, where they're coming from. But it, it really doesn't help sometimes, and sometimes it's really irritating. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the guy running next to you when you start to walk, you know, or you stop at the Gatorade table and you just can't start to run again. And he puts his hand on your shoulder. He says, come on, we got this, you know. Yeah. And he's been down that 20 miles, and you know he's hurting too. So if he can keep going, you can keep going. So it's really, it's, it's the guys who, who do the heavy li- lifting. And, and I, I tell people, my, m- many of my spiritual advisors are behind bars, and, it, and it's not really a joke at all. I'm really proud of these men, and it's changed my life. And as you can tell, I, I can go on and on. We, we, we'll hit dry spells talking about my music, but about <laughs> this work, no. Well, I, I know you, you uh, I wouldn't say stopped your music, but you really... Uh, put so much emphasis emphasis into this aspect of your life uh, that I guess music was sort of taking a back seat. You weren't performing as much. You were still writing probably, but uh, I know you weren't out there pushing CDs like a lot of other artists do. I mean, this really became its own reward. As you were saying before, um, you know, the, the, the love comes back to you, I guess. Is that accurate? Yeah. Uh, for, well, first of all, that side of the business, bores the spit out of me it always has <laughs> and, um but i but i do it because it's who i am and i feel it's 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 kind of helps me find the best of who i am you know writing songs and sharing stories and and performing for for folks so i was never willing to 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 stop doing that but but more and more the need was for me to do something that that probably not a lot of other people could do because of the access that I, that the special situation had created for me, mm-hmm. and I, and I wanted to to take advantage of of uh, and and find a way to to do as much with that as as I could, um, and at some point uh, my board decided that I you know that that I had cut back on my touring so much that they you know they they voted a, a, a like a monthly stipend for me to to kind of pay the bills while I was kind of trying to keep both balls in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that, you know, it, it's been a, I, I think it's been a, uh, I think one has fed the other. I know that as a, as a performer, as a musician and a writer, like I, I get to do concerts in the prisons here in Delaware and, and I've written songs that have come out of what these guys have shared with me with, with their permission. There's probably six or seven songs on my last five albums uh, that came out, came directly out of these, these groups and, you know, and out of the lives of guys who've, who've lived, who've lived lives that I don't know that I would have survived, you know, that I don't know that I would have been strong enough or brave enough or smart enough to, to go through what they've, they've been through. And then, and then, and then to have the, the courage to stand up one more time after the world has knocked you down so hard and say, okay, let's, let's try this one more time. I, it, 
it, it awes me. It truly does. Mm -hmm. You, you kind of answered my, my next question. I was going to ask you, how has this work affected your, your songwriting and impacted it? Um, but, but again, you've always been uh, socially relevant in, in, in your music. I mean, you have a lot of different facets to, the, to your songs, but there's always been a social consciousness that's been running through your work. Um, I, I guess on the, on the new album, Wild Beat the Wings, has, has that become more evident for you? I I think um, I think around September 11th of 2001, uh, something in, in my mind switched. I wrote a song at that point called "I Will Not Fear," mm -hmm. and it was probably one of the first topical songs that I that I had ever uh, at least sung for people, whether I'd written them before or not. And, and it had such a such a, a, a a powerful effect on on folks yeah. uh, that that I thought you know there's there's more to this like I had come out of Nashville I, I I started out in in Tennessee when I got out of college in Philadelphia I went down there and I got signed as a songwriter and so I was really kind of invested in learning the craft and and trying to figure out how to get songs on the radio which did not happen a whole bunch for me um, but it was almost like trying to write with somebody else's voice. Uh, and I found that I was really terrible at that. I, you know, the, the songs lacked an authenticity, I believe. Matter of fact, I've, I've told people that it wasn't until I had children and I started writing uh, kids' songs, and I have a couple family albums, as you know. Right. I think they were probably the, uh, among my, my first really original work because I was writing with a voice that I hadn't heard before, you know, and, and, and that seemed to be... Uh, something that I found when I was just writing from my heart. So mm -hmm. more and more, it, be it became letting go of this dream that there's ever going to be a you know a tour bus parked out front, and and just you know just trying to write honestly from from your heart and your experience. Those are the songs that that I that mean the most to me that that seem worth doing to me year after year. Uh, uh, is it Marie Rainier Rilke? Is that the name of the poet? He had a, a a little volume called Letters to a Young Poet, and it was this this kid, this high school kid, writing to this master poet, Austrian poet, and and he's sending him his work and saying, "Is it good?" And the, and the master poet writes back, and he said, "Did it heal you? Did it did it tell some truth that you needed to tell? You know, if it did those things, you wouldn't need to ask, and if it didn't do those things, the 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 question is pointless." I remember when I read that, and and all all my songs kind of like divided into two piles, and I decided that I wanted to spend my time writing the songs that were in in, in the heart pile, I suppose. And and I think by doing that, you also made the song so relatable to us. Uh, you know, there's a song on your new album uh, that I guess was uh, inspired by your first grandchild. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the the song of my becoming uh, was just me. Um, you know, I, I I'm now a granddad twice over. My daughter Sarah has two little ones, but when uh, when my granddaughter came along, um, I, I thought of it as a user's guide, like an orientation to the world. You know, you're going to experience all these different, you know, amazing creatures and people, and don't let it throw you. It's all it's all part of it, and. Uh, and it was just a, a kind of a release of some of that joy.
And barrels of monkeys, bevies of larks, kindles of kittens and games of sharks. And I'm every kind of people, every kind of people. I'm pods of dolphins, gaggles of geese, rides of lions, and along with these I am every kind of people. Every kind of people Like some Buddhist hot dog fender This old tune I'm strumming Makes me one with everything The universe is humming The song of my becoming Complications of eagles Charms of magpies Coming. That is John Flynn from his new album, Wild Beat the Wings. Uh, John, on, on your new album, you, you've kind of covered a lot of ground. Uh, I, I told you off mic before about uh, the song Staying Young. I played it a few weeks ago, and I had a, a listener complain because <laughs> they, they, they felt all of those things that you're feeling. And and uh, although I'm not yet a grandparent, I and mean, we are the same age, we're both 64, I believe, uh, but I, I can relate to Song of My Becoming, and uh, <laughs> I think we're all uh, <laughs> feeling it. And I think, you know, again, your songwriting is something that, I've always felt is so reachable to so many audience, so many people in the audience. Um, it's not just you standing on stage 
giving us your uh, psychoanalysis of your life. You know, it's it's things that that we can all feel, and I think that's what what makes a great songwriter. But you know, during this album, during a pandemic, I think you said it before. You know, yeah, we all had to learn new skills. I mean, for you as an artist, you recorded most of this in your home, I believe. Uh, yeah, all of it, and all and, of it, and, huh? and as as my producer Harvey told me as he was helping me set up for this Zoom call, you know, he said you've done damn well for a guy that doesn't know which end of the USB to plug in. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he he's a, a Harvey was a, a, a beloved, legendary uh, morning broadcaster on an alternative rock station here uh, in the '70s in, in, in Philadelphia. Um, and went on to produce uh, Trading Spaces, and and then he was on Nickelodeon, uh, um, and j- he's just had a, this amazing career. Now, now he calls himself a handyman, and he spends his his life, you know, fixing stuff for people. But he is a, a, an amazing producer and a good teacher. And so when we decided to try and record something without leaving the house. He gave me a lot of his used gear. He typed up a lot of uh, very detailed instructions. And then he spent a lot of time FaceTiming on the phone with me saying, all right, you <laughs> see where your hand is on the board? Not there. Like, <laughs> uh, and, and little by little, he got me to the point where I could, I could record my tracks and, and you know, use a file share and, and send them over. And, and then he would, he would just go to town. I mean, in some ways, this is like the Alan Parsons project because he, he, you know, he was in his studio he had my guitar, my harmonica. I did a lot more. I've done a lot more singing of harmony because I got to do it private, privately. I always grew up as the lead singer. I never got to sing harmony with anybody. And honestly, you know, I, I have no trouble with the melody when I'm singing the lead, but, but I, I can get into some dangerous territory when I'm singing harmony. So I, I shied away from it in the studio when there were other, you know, musicians watching. But all I had here were, were, were my son and, and my wife listening downstairs and, and probably putting cotton in their ears. So, so we did a, I got real adventurous with the harmony, and, 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 and I got much better, I think, at it. And uh, Anyway, so it's, it's been a lot of fun. I, 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 I'm looking forward to the, to the day when you get back into the studio with uh, other players, but this has certainly added a, a, another dimension. And an, and an immediacy, you know, I can I can write something in the morning and I can get get the tracks down that evening and and the, the song's underway. So, um, you know, there's been a lot there's been a lot of, of, of wonderful stuff to come out of such a dark time. It certainly has. And this album is just uh, it's really one of your best. And I, I guess because it was done differently because of the times that you were going through. Uh, I'd like to play another song from here. Uh, you want to pick another one that you would like to, to share? I mean, we're going to save um, Circle of Love for the end, but how about another song? Why don't you be DJ? Let's see how your DJ hat is. All right. Well, since you, since you mentioned uh, staying young, um, you know, as as I'm getting older, I'm finding I have to do more. It's like it's like walking up the down escalator, you know. And for a while, I, I, you know, in my 30s and 40s, I felt like I was making a little progress. And now I'm slowly, I'm working harder just to stay in the same place. So that's what this song is really about. If you drink soda pop, you get a muffin top. Oh, bye. 
staying young is sure getting old. <laughs> a, little, a little country feel to that one from, from John Flynn from Wild Beat the Wings. And those of us who are of a certain age certainly relate to that song. And uh, I know if our listener who complained <laughs> with tongue in cheek a few weeks ago or listening again, hopefully you're, you're feeling a little better about it too. We'll, we'll get through it. You know, like we're all still here. That's, that's the important thing, right? <laughs> we made it through. Well, John, this is uh, just certainly a, a wonderful album, and I think it's a, it's a recording that we all needed to hear. I mean, the pandemic has been certainly difficult on all of us, um, and being able to share music has been a gift for me on the radio. And I, I get from the feedback I'm hearing from people, they're so thankful for artists like you who have been writing and continuing to perform online, virtual online. I understand you're going back to doing some uh, some online shows. Yeah, um, last year, uh, I, I, I guess about this time last year, I started a weekly online concert called the Friday Bad, or B-A-D, uh, standing for Busk at Dusk. So it was uh, folks making uh, contributions if they were moved to do so, but there was no charge for, for watching it either on, on Facebook or on my YouTube channel. And uh, I, I, as things started to open up at the beginning of the summer, I, I, I thought I'd probably let that go. But now things might seem to be in flux again, and I've had a lot of people telling me they miss it, and uh, they're looking forward to to kind of that weekly connection. Because again, it was a little it was a little kind of a gathering. It was a little digital campfire, and 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 you see folks and and check, they check in from all over the country, and that was really got to be something that we were all looking forward to. Uh, and it keeps me honest because it, you know, it keeps me with the guitar tuned up and, and, and remembering the lyrics to songs and, and not letting this, not letting that escalator take me too, too much further down as far as my performer chops. So, uh, anyway, next, uh, the, the first Friday in September, we're going to resume at 7 PM and, and folks are certainly invited to, to come stop by and, and check it out. And that'll be on your website, Facebook, YouTube, or yeah. If you go to johnflynn.net, you you'll be able to find information about it, uh, um, and uh, or or my Facebook page. Great. Well, we uh, we look forward to that, and we look forward to the day when uh, you'll be able to do in person appearances again. I mean, right now it's still up, and everything is up in the air, but uh, we we could be hopeful. Yes. Well, well, John, I, I want to thank you for spending some time with us today, and uh, I want to wish you luck with this album and uh, many more to come. Um, I thought we'd leave with another song from the CD, uh, a song called Circle of Love. I I don't know. I, I think this was inspired listening to something uh, by my friend uh, Chris Christopherson, and, and and it was a spoken piece where where Chris was using the words freedom and justice and mercy. And, and I just, I was, I was thinking how much I love those words, how much it would, how much I'd, I'd love to sing those words. And, and then I started to consider those words and their connection to each other. And it became a kind of a round uh, uh, where, where you, you can't have one of these things without the other and you can't have the other without the third. And, and so they all, they all kind of uh, feed into each other. And and I remember the I I did this somewhere down in Maryland. Uh, I thought it was done. I just had written the chorus, and I and I was singing it as a round, um, trying to get the audience to join in. It was too confusing, <laughs> so so I wrote verses to it, and uh, it's called the Circle of Love. 
Well, we're going to listen to that right now. There's so many other great songs on this album. Wild Beat the Wings. You even have another song about an elephant. I do. And and uh, and this one has a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, we'll let the listeners uh, take a look for that as well. And we'll be playing that in a future week. John Flynn, thank you so much for joining us today. Continued success. Oh, and by the way, before we leave, is there any, if our audience wants to find out more about the work you're doing with New Beginnings Next Step, is there any website or anything that they can, where they can contact you? Yeah, you can find New Beginnings Next Step uh, on Facebook or th- through my website. We have a, a web page called newbeginningsnextstep.org. Um, so any of, the, any of those uh, will, will lead you to, uh, to, to more information. And we'd be happy uh, for you know, any interest and any help folks want to throw our way. That's great. Great work you're doing there, John. John, thanks again for joining us today. And, Man, uh, thanks for this opportunity, Ron. Thank you for all you're doing. God bless you. Oh, my pleasure. We'll, we'll, we'll hopefully see each other again in person real soon. I look forward to it. And now here is Circle of Love from John Flynn. Ain't no love without freedom. Ain't no freedom without justice. Ain't no justice without mercy. Ain't no mercy without love. Man talking about bootstraps while he's hitting out the sand traps. Thin man scrounging around for food scraps while the car he's sleeping in's leaking oil from his valve seals. While the bankers doing car wheels and the DA's scoring plea deals as the choir sings, Amen. Ain't no love without freedom. Ain't no freedom. Justice ain't no justice without mercy. Ain't no mercy without love. Politicians flash incisors as the cops pull down their visors, and we're sadder but no wiser as the world we're watching burn. We'll grow harder just to live in and find a damn to give in till we wake up to what we've been taking far too long to learn. Ain't no love without freedom. Ain't no freedom without justice. Ain't no justice without mercy. Ain't no mercy.
without freedom Ain't no freedom without justice Ain't no justice